When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Next played the Padres this weekend. And, well, uh, a Padres broadcaster, Padres minor league AAA broadcaster, uh, Tim Haggerty, was kind enough to send me a book. And if you're wondering about the sort of person I am, when you send me a sports book, um, chances are decent that I'll have you on at some point and we'll talk about it. So Tim was kind enough, sent me his book. It is called Tales from the Dugout. A Thousand and One Humorous, Inspirational, and Wild Anecdotes from Minor League Baseball in honor of All-Star Weekend and uh, celebrating all things baseball. Thought we'd have him on. Tim Haggerty, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Lori. Um, so, Tim, let's start off with why did you write this book? Well, I've always loved baseball research. And back in 2012, when researching something else, I came across this newspaper clipping from 1888 and it was about a Texas League game in Austin that got delayed when a wild bull ran on the field. <laughs> and I thought, I cover this stuff for a living, and I've never heard this story. And I found that there were just so many stories that a lot of sports fans didn't know about from the history of the minor leagues, the past and the present. So the way the book yeah, kind of felt to me then, on some level, a little bit of um, almost like a love story to baseball um, that, that just is a lot of fun things to bring in fans, and in particular, maybe even young fans. But um, So what's the, there's a lot of strange anecdotes in this book, but what would you say is the um, strangest baseball story that, you've, that you, you came across when researching the book? Well, the strangest is actually right near where you are. Uh, it was a game that took place in Jersey City, New Jersey, and a fly ball disappeared. It was in 1978, AA Eastern League, and there were some big names in this game. Wade Boggs is playing for the visiting team in Bristol, and the game is in Jersey City, and one of the home players is Ricky Henderson. And a right-handed batter hit a high fly ball to right field, and the ball vanished. And I know this sounds crazy, but I spoke to players who were on the field. I spoke to a fan who was in the stands. And all these years later, they all describe it the same way. It didn't land on the field. The ball didn't go over the fence. It didn't go in the stands. Everybody was confused. And the umpires, understandably, don't know what to do because there's no rule in place for what happens when a ball disappears. So they gave the batter a double. <laughs> so is there... Did anyone ever have, um, besides, I don't know, a, uh, um, chi a, a Chinese balloon or something like that? Like, did anybody <laughs> ever have any, um, or, or a UFO, did anybody ever have a, a plausible explanation for what could have happened? I had those same questions. And one of the players in the field told me that there was a kid behind the right field wall who had a ball. Some people thought it might be him. It turns out that was not a game ball. Uh, others have suggested maybe some kind of wildlife interference, some kind of bird that <laughs> snatched it. But the thing that makes me believe that it truly disappeared is the fact that the umpires actually had to get together and decide what to do with this at bat. Uh, that shows me that there really was no confirmed evidence on what happened to this disappearing fly ball. It's great because that's something that um, is not in the rule book. Like what happens when the ball disappears? It's not something you generally consider. Um 
So then what's what's something that would be hard for fans today to believe happened to a team or players years ago? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think there have been some really unique delays over the years. In the early 1900s, uh, the minor league team in New Orleans had a mascot that was a chimpanzee, an actual live <laughs> monkey. And this thing ran on the field. It busted loose from its cage, and it was running all around the field. Players are scampering away. So I don't think we'd see a monkey delay these days <laughs> in professional baseball. There did seem to be a few stories that had to do with um, animals, um, you know, that seemed strange. Um, so, yes, you said there's the monkey delay and the, um, yes, it was a, a bull running on the field. Um, so <laughs> we're used to dogs as mascots in the minor leagues. Um but uh, what's another one that's an animal-related story? Well, one of the dozen or so stories in this book from games that I broadcasted involved an animal delay. It was in 2015, El Paso versus Oklahoma City. And here in El Paso, we had a wiener dog delay. There was a between-innings wiener dog race. <laughs> Five dogs were scheduled to run near the third-base coach's box on these little slots. And four of them ran where they were supposed to. But one of them went rogue, began running all around the field. And this game got delayed for a couple of minutes in what turned into a viral video, of course. A team named the El Paso Chihuahuas get delayed by a small dog. And the interesting thing is, I just saw this video for the first time in years the other day. And one of the Oklahoma City players that the wiener dog runs by is Corey Seager, now a star with the Texas Rangers. Uh, so it made me laugh because Seager has been World Series MVP. But he's also dealt with a wiener dog delay in his career. <laughs> Um, all right, last one of funny stories before maybe we talk a little bit more about um, current baseball is um, oddest uniform. I mean, it would seem to me it would have to be the Syracuse um, Stars playing in. They didn't play in. They played in suits instead of uh, <laughs> uniforms back in 1885. Yeah, speaking of stories that would never happen today, 1885, it's opening day. And the Syracuse Stars, their uniforms are not ready, so they took the field in dress suits. <laughs> and it reminds me of the minor league team in Paris, Texas, the Paris Quick Steps. They used to wear cowboy boots on the field <laughs> in the 1880s. Um, all right, so the book Tales from the Dugout, a thousand and one of these anecdotes about minor league baseball, written by Tim Haggerty. You can get the book. Um, Tim, the Mets played the Padres obviously this weekend. You are, um, you know, play-by-play -play, uh, for the Padres AAA affiliate. How surprised Mets and Padres are both interesting in that two of the most expensive teams in baseball both have underachieved. When you look at the Padres, um, how surprised are you that they they find themselves um, out of the playoff picture and underachieving the way they have so far this season? I'm completely surprised. If you told me in March that at the All-Star break they'd be under 500, I wouldn't have believed it. The Mets the same. And then it's amazing to look at some other teams like the Marlins that maybe we wouldn't expect to be contenders, but they are. And it's such an interesting decision here in the next couple of weeks. You know, if the Mets or the Padres play well and all of a sudden maybe you're three or four out of the wild card, well, then you go for it, right? Then you go and you uh, acquire talent to make you play better. But if one or both of those teams kind of linger where they are now and you're six, eight back of the wild card, um, at what point do you consider trading one of those really established players? San Diego has a couple of outstanding pitchers, Josh Hader, Blake Snell, that I heard mentioned, 
as maybe if the Padres uh, don't turn around, they could be on the block. But at the same time, San Diego is such an aggressive team. They've proven that over the past five years that if they're anywhere close, I suspect they'll be buyers because that's been their habit. Yeah, and then last one before I let you go is in this series, Mets-Padres, um, a player, you know, Matthew Batten, uh, is a was a player who obviously I mean all you know these Padres players are coming up through the system you see these guys play um, here he is 28 years old and spends almost his entire career so far in the minor leagues and has a uh, you know ha- hits a home run um, this weekend but is that you know with tonight being also the Major League Baseball draft. Is is Matthew Batten and his story more typical of, you know, we think of and all we see are the players who succeed at the major league level, but is that more of the typical story, players toiling away in the minors that you see? Absolutely. I think these are the best stories. Uh, we see these top first-round picks who are all over, all over the prospect rankings, and we are pretty sure they're going to make it to the majors and probably stay. But Matthew Batten, you probably have listeners right now in Connecticut. This guy's born at Shelton. He's a 32nd round pick in 2017 out of Quinnipiac, small, cold weather college. Known and for hockey. Exactly. Great hockey program. And the odds were so far against this guy. He spent five years in AAA. And by the way, he's a big Yankee fan. <laughs> he and his family used to go and sit in the bleachers at Yankee Stadium. And now he's playing in the major leagues. And if you speak to him, he's just so down to earth, so friendly. He's a smaller guy. It's a great story. You know, in 20 years, will anybody ever heard of Matthew Batten again? Maybe not. But to me, those are the best stories in my job covering AAA games is the guys that you weren't quite sure would make it. And then they do. And then they're in the Major League Encyclopedia forever. Yeah. Um, Tim Haggerty, appreciate the time. And uh, thanks for uh, thanks for sending me the book. Awesome. Thank you, Lori. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.